الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ما أصاب من مصيبة إلا بإذن الله ومن يؤمن بالله يهدي قلبه والله بكل شيء عليم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صل من قطعك واعف عمن ظلمك واحسن الى من اساء اليك او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم in dunya in terms of the worldly things it's a commonly understood principle that to get something you have to give something one person was describing his business principle he said to make money you have to spend money so generally this is an understood concept in dunya that to the extent the person will give then that is what will bring something back accordingly lakala wills that is how it happens that's generally the system so in this little dunya this temporary material things which allah taala describes in the quran sharif as mataul ghurur wal hayatud dunya illa mataul ghurur these things in this dunya is just mata in the arabic language the word mata there was a very great linguist mam asma'i rahimahullah so he was a very great linguist arabic linguist now he wanted to find out what is the actual meaning of this word mata because there is one is the meaning that is the dictionary meaning but there is some background to that meaning there is something deeper in the meaning the quran sharif uses the word mata many other places this word is used what is the exact meaning of this so he decided to search in the real usage of the word and the real usage of the word could be found in the villages of the arabs in those days the real eloquent arabic was spoken in the villages people who were not in the cities where the mixture of people and cultures and languages would happen and as a result there would be adulteration far off in the rural areas in the villages it would be still pure and maintained so he went out and spent a lot of time and traveled far and wide one day while he was somewhere one little child young child the mother had just gone somewhere and by the time the mother returned one dog came and it picked up something and ran away so the boy now the little child he said to his mother imam asma'i rahimahullah was looking for three words one was raqim so the word raqim came so the boy selling his mother ja'ar raqim that the dog came the word raqim dog فأخذ المتاع what the dog had actually picked up was that rag that is used to wipe things something now some dirt something spilled 
So there's a rag available all the time to mop up the spillages. So that rag is not worth anything really. If that rag gets thrown away somewhere, it gets uh, thrown in the dustbin as well. Find another one, it's not something serious. In fact, something which has now not been able to serve any other purpose, that is then relegated to the rag duty. So, now the child is saying that Ja'ar Rakim wa akhazal mata. That rag is saying that he took this mata. This is the actual meaning of that word rag, uh, of that word mata, that rag. Wa tabarak al jawal. We're looking for the word tabarak also. And this dog then took this mata, this rag, and he climbed the hill. So in this one sentence, he got all three words. But in any case, the thing that is very significant for the discussion is that what is the actual meaning of this word mata, which Allah Ta'ala describes in the Quran Sharif, uses in the Quran Sharif to describe the dunya. dunya illa mata'ul That this is all mata and that too of deception. This mata itself is a deception. Number one, it's just a rag. Number two, it's a deception. So in any case, despite this being just a rag and just a deception, yet to get this deception and to get this rag, a person has to give to get. He doesn't give, he only will get this rag also. You have to spend to receive. So when this feeble thing, this little rag of dunya, if that is not achievable without giving, then the akhirat, the jannah, that which Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, that the merchandise of Allah Ta'ala is very precious. It's not something like a rag. It's not something lying somewhere on the seaside. It's not on a supermarket shelf. It's very precious. And what is that? Allah inna sil'atallahi jannah. The merchandise of Allah Ta'ala is jannah. So when this little coppers of the dunya are not achievable without effort, without sacrifice, without giving, then this everlasting jannah, these bounties of jannah, will this be just achieved without anything, without giving? No, this too, something will have to be given. Now, what is going to be given? What does Allah Ta'ala need? Allah Ta'ala is independent of everything. Allah Ta'ala is the giver. What are we going to give to Allah Ta'ala? So that we may also receive. And receive what? Receive that everlasting Jannah. There was a very great Allah Wala, Hazrat Azhar Gomri Rahmatullah so he gave the crux of what is to be given in one little couplet of his. And he says, Liyahe humne darde dil khoke bahare zindagi. Liyahe humne darde dil khoke bahare zindagi. Ek gule tar ke waaste sara chaman buta diya. Since we've taken, Liyahe humne darde dil. We've received. We received something. What we received is darde dil, the love of Allah Ta'ala. This is a deep thing that in Urdu 
dard is for pain. So pain of the heart. Now pain is not something that anybody enjoys. And yet the love of Allah is referred to as dard Because this is that pain which is beyond every pleasure. A person gets this pain, the pain of love of Allah then this is beyond every pleasure. One person, this is something which is not permissible nevertheless, but Allah knows best way why he did it. So in any case, the discussion, he is showing his arm. He is saying, look at all these cuts. So who cut you? I cut myself. Why did you cut yourself? This is all this emotional pain that I was going through to relieve the emotional pain I inflicted this physical pain. Now when I got caught up in the physical pain, and I forgot this emotional pain. So that is impermissible to harm oneself in that manner. But just on this note, there is a lesson. That sometimes there is some kind of pain which overrides some other pain. But this pain is of a... This is pain itself. But if love is called pain, then this is that pain which overshadows everything and makes a person forget every pain. Because there is such pleasure in this pain that nothing else gets comes in the way. This is that pain like a person eating something very, very spicy, very hot and he's enjoying it. Nobody can take it away from him. That is pain, but there is pleasure in that pain. So in any case, he says, لِيَاهِ humne دَرْدَ دِلْ what we received is this darde dil, this love of Allah Ta'ala. But what did we give? Khoke bahare zindagi. In lieu of giving away all the glitter and glamour of dunya, all the glitter and glamour, so many things were attracting, so many things were distracting, so many things were tempting, so many things were drawing, and especially in those times of the year when people are on the holiday mood, or when there is some family function sometimes, some other things, and now there are a whole lot of things that are happening which are haram, a whole lot of things which are happening which are impermissible, and now somebody wants to do the right thing. Somebody wants to stay away from whatever is impermissible. Somebody wants to stay away from all those mixed gatherings. Somebody wants to stay away from those environments which are far away from bringing a person any improvement in his iman. Whether it is in the name of Islam or whether it is something else, but attending those gatherings and those fairs and whatever else doesn't improve one person's iman by one millicentimeter mini or milligram or whatever. Rather, by the time he leaves from that environment, there will be huge dents in his iman, at the least. So, now somebody wants to stay away from all this, it becomes a big challenge. That, how do I now, I seem to be isolated, seem to be alone, and every now and again, a person will be asking this kind of question, and I feel very, very lonely, very isolated, very sad also because now I'm alone. So he's saying the same thing, yes. And when we gave this, we got something. But now without giving anything, we still want to get, and when we get the love of Allah Ta'ala, when we get the everlasting akhirat, Allah in the Allah Ta'ala's merchandise is not lying in the street. That requires something to give. And when a person, what Allah Ta'ala wants, Allah Ta'ala is the giver of everything. 
But Allah Ta'ala wants us to give. Is to give up. To give up that which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. To give Him our loyalty. To give Him our complete submission. As Allah Ta'ala wants. Where Allah Ta'ala's command is, then there is no give and take on the command of Allah Ta'ala. Then must be only submit to Allah Ta'ala. And then He says, a gulatar ke waste sara chaman dutadiya. Gulatar is referring to Allah Ta'ala, the ever-loving being. Gulatar literally translated means that flower which never dies. Referring to the ever-loving being, Allah Ta'ala. For Allah Ta'ala, sara chaman dutadiya, for that one ever-loving flower, we gave away the whole garden of dunya. That no matter how lush the dunya garden might seem, but it is perishable. And it's going to perish one day. So all the dunya garden refers to all the things of dunya. Whatever leisures and pleasures, everything that distracts from Allah Ta'ala. That which is halal ni'mat, a person uses it within the limits of deen. Alhamdulillah. Make shukar on that. That too, that shukar will take him closer to Allah Ta'ala. But whatever Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, all this is that what is meant to be sacrificed for Allah Ta'ala. Ek gulay tar ke waste, sara chaman lutadiya. But when a person now will undertake this, there is some mujahada, obviously. For dunya, who doesn't make mujahada? How much mujahada people make for dunya? From eight to late, that too is less. After eight to late, the person is still working overtime. He's going to sleep, his mind is still working. And he's already preparing tomorrow. And whether he's eating also, the same thing. And he's sleeping also, the same thing. And Allah forbid in his namaz is the same thing too. So, he's working from 8 to 8 and 24-7. But for Akhirat, obviously some mujahada will be made, some sacrifices have to be given. And there were those servants of Allah Ta'ala who undertook these sacrifices despite being in the heart of dunya. Despite being in the depths of the ocean of dunya. But they didn't allow the dunya to affect them. Whether it was kingdom or whether it was poverty, whether it was health or whether it was illness, whether it was an occasion of happiness or occasion of sadness, but in every condition they submitted themselves to Allah. One great Sheikh of his time, Guru of his time, Khutbuddin Bakhtiyar Kaki Rahmatullahi, very great personality in his time in India. When he passed away, so they took out his wasiyat immediately. In his wasiyat, he had written a very strange thing. What he wrote there was that that person was performed by Janaza Salah, who number one has never missed any Salah. No Salah of his ever became Qaza. Now, already we have to start reflecting upon ourselves. That would we have qualified already on this first note alone. Number one, not a single salah of his in his whole life became qaza. Number two, let alone the first namaz of become qaza, he never ever missed even his sunnats of asr. Never ever missed even his sunnats of asr. Now why specifically asr? Because that is the most difficult time, especially a person in dunya. To leave his business, leave whatever else. 
It is not forced as wajib, but nevertheless it's an important thing in sunnah. So, he says he hasn't missed his sunnah of asar. And the third thing, he never ever touched anyone in a haram way. Never committed any haram act in that regard, any illicit act of any degree. Now this was the whole, now this was a very great personality of his time. There were thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people in the Janaza. And at that time, this wasiyat was written, uh, was read out. This person will perform the Janaza Salah who meets these criteria. Everybody is looking at one another. Other things, maybe many people will qualify on those notes. But when it comes to the Sunnah of Asar, never miss it. Never miss the Sunnah of Asar now. Everybody looking at one another. After some time, when nobody moved, eventually they see somebody is making his way forward. And there are tears streaming down his face. And eventually he comes and he performs that Janaza Salah. Everybody is astonished. Who's this person? And when the Janaza is over, and when they take careful note because he was sort of considering himself, they take careful note now that Janaza is over, now people are coming forward. They see it's none other than Sultan Shamsuddin Al-Tamash who was the king of the time. He was the king of India of the time. And he saying, today my sheikh has exposed me. This was a secret between me and him. And he was aware of it. But he left it in his lifetime. But he wanted the people also to know the caliber of the king Allah Ta'ala has blessed them with. So in order to make this apparent, he did it in this way. Now nobody else had, and he had to now come forward, because nobody else was coming forward. And the Janana Salah to be performed. And when this wasiyat was read, he realized that this is now the hukam of the sheriff. You must now perform the Janana Salah. So in this way, this secret became exposed. My sheriff exposed my secret today. But the point was that despite being in the depths of dunya, he was the king of the time. But this was the level of his mujahada in deen. And obviously, he never committed any haram being the king. So, he was not just some button he pressed somewhere and everything was signed. Being the king, the opportunities and the occasions for these kind of things are far greater for him than for the ordinary subject. Here it happened at the click of the fingers and what not can happen. And despite all that, he never ever touched anybody in a haram way. What mujahada he must have made? But then Allah Ta'ala brought that day when Allah Ta'ala gave him that izzat in dunya also. What is in akhirat is far beyond imagination. One cannot imagine. But in order to gain that akhirat, there's something to give in dunya. So all this dunya around him and this kingdom and whatever else, that didn't come in the way of his submission to Allah Ta'ala. That didn't come in the way of his even performing his sunnah of asar daily. That didn't come in the way of staying far away from every haram. He was the king of the time. And despite being the king of the time, it is mentioned that at late at night he would change his royal garb. 
wear some very, very old kind of clothes. Now in those days, it wasn't how all the protocols carry on nowadays. He used to sneak out of the palace and he would go from place to place and see what's going on. And is there anybody that is being oppressed in some way? Somebody is in some need. And many a time he fulfilled somebody's need in that last moment they recognized this is the king. And he warned the person, did anybody come to know about this? So in his lifetime nobody exposed him. So to undertake all this, this was only out of the fear of Allah. And the akhirat was in front of him. And when it comes to the dunya and involvement in dunya, then Allah Ta'ala speaks about the same thing, that if the person has akhirat in front of him, then this dunya won't make him unmindful. Allah Ta'ala speaks about men. They are rijal, they are men. They are worthy of being called men. Who? That neither trade nor transacting, business or transactions of any sort, it doesn't prevent them, doesn't make them unmindful. And zikrillah. In the remembrance of Allah. And establishing salah and discharging their zakat. Why? That they've got qiyamah in front of them. They're afraid of that day, that day when hearts and eyes will overturn. Eyeballs will overturn also. The hearts will overturn also. So, the thing is that something has to be given to take. And where is this give and take now? See, something, if you look into our lives, it's very easy to understand. A person now is tempted to look at haram on his phone. That is the thing to give to Allah. Ta'ala. What? To give that submission to Allah Ta'ala at that time, that I am not going to give in to this temptation. Give in to Allah. Give in to the command of Allah Ta'ala. And not allow this temptation to drive a person away. At that time he crushed that desire. So he's giving that crushing, that sacrifice to Allah Ta'ala. So when he gives that to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala gives him in return. That hadith which we have heard over and over again, that the haram glance, the lustful glance, is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. Mantarakaha makhafati. The one who will forsake it from out of my fear, Allah Ta'ala says. Now he's giving that away. He's not taking the haram glance. He's giving it away, meaning giving that glance to Allah Ta'ala. Not giving it to haram. So what Allah Ta'ala gives him in return? Abdal tu biha imanan. Allah Ta'ala says, I will give him the sweetness of Iman, which he will experience in his heart. So now he's giving, he'll take. Then, to give our emotions, which don't take us closer to Allah, Allah rather take us in the opposite direction. To give that away to Allah. Ta'ala. And this comes where our akhlaq is tested. When a person, his akhlaq is tested, that is the time to give. Give what? To not give vent to that emotion. To give that away to submission. To give to Allah. Ta'ala. Now, for example, in this hadith that we recited, the Nabi Salaam says, Silman Qata'ak. 
join ties of relationship with the one who cuts off ties from you. So somebody is cutting family ties, you join ties of relationship with him. That is a very emotional situation. This person has been so rude maybe, he couldn't care less, he was so unmindful of everything, just cutting ties off without any care. Now I must join ties with him. This takes a rock on the heart. But now a person is giving, he's not allowing that emotion to drive him just in any direction. He's giving that away to Allah Ta'ala. He's submitting to Allah Ta'ala. That is what it means. Allah Ta'ala gives him in return. Liyai hamne dardhe dil khoke bahare zindagi silman qata'at wa'fu amman zalamat forgive the one who has oppressed you. Very difficult. Very difficult. More difficult than making tahajjud the whole night. More difficult than fasting in the whole year. But when a person gives, Allah Ta'ala gives him in return. And وَأَحْسِنْ إِلَى مَنْ أَسَاءَ إِلَيْكَ This Rasul says that you give good treatment to the one who has treated you badly. Subhanallah, can we imagine? Now then the second part of this is that the context where this has to be applied. It's applied everywhere. But as it is commonly said, charity begins at home. So this too begins at home. Begins with our parents. Silman qata'ak wa'afu'am man zalamak wa'ahsin ilaman asa'ilay. If perchance the parents are cutting somebody off, he'll have to join up soon. If perchance they have oppressed him, then he must forgive. And despite whatever they matter is with Allah Ta'ala, he will have to still make ihsan on them. And if perchance they have treated him badly, he will still have to treat them well. With our wives, with our children. This is such a big thing that we are teaching us. And especially a person who has undertaken the path to get to Allah Ta'ala. Only somebody is just casual about things that fine, I'm performing my salah, I'm a super, a super great Muslim and he feels I've done everything. I perform my five times salah, then whatever happens in life, everything is fine. Obviously now he has a very, very far away understanding of what the reality is. But then there is somebody who Allah Ta'ala has blessed with some greater understanding. Not that it makes anybody great in itself, Allah Ta'ala alone knows who's who, until that last moment when on the day of Qiyamah that report doesn't come in somebody's hand, that وَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِينِ When the person has been given his book of deeds in his right hand, now he can boast around. Now he can run from person to person. Here, read my book. My book of deeds. Read my report card. إِنِّي وَمَنْتُ أَنِّي مُلَاقِمْ حِسَابِيَا and you are going to read this in the Fazil of Allah Ta'ala. And then for him is now the prize also. فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةِ الرَّاضِيَا فِي جَنَّةٍ عَالِيَا قُطُوفُهَا دَانِيَا All the ni'mats of Jannah. So that day is the day when now the person has got the result. Now he can boast. In dunya, nobody has the right to boast about anything. Because what the end result is, we have no idea. Allah Ta'ala give us khatma bil khayr. Give us death on complete iman. And on Tawbatan Nasuh, 
that toba which has been accepted by Allah Ta'ala, that sincere toba. Allah Ta'ala grant us jinnatul firdaus without any reckoning. But till that day nobody has any right to boast about anything. But now somebody Allah Ta'ala has blessed a little bit of more understanding in terms of that there is lots still to be done. There is much more to be achieved. There is a long road still to be travelled. There is mu'amalat to be brought in order. All the monetary dealings, transactions to be brought in line with deen. There is the mu'asharat, the social life that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Allah has given us in the Quran to be brought in life. And there is this akhlaq to be adopted, which Nabi Sallallahu taught. Now somebody has been given this better understanding, that look, this is still something to be worked on. Performing salah is a fundamental of deen, this is a pull of Islam. Without this a person can't get anywhere. But it doesn't finish off there. It only starts off there. And there is so much more still to be done. Now a person has been missed with that understanding, then he will also obviously have to now give to take. And these are the places to give. Akhlaq. The place of akhlaq is where a person is tested. In Farsi, in Persian, there is one saying, Tu murahaji bagoyam, man turahaji bago. Tu murahaji bagoyam means, that you call me hadisah, then I also call you hadisah. So you tell me you are very good, I will tell you even better. You tell me you are very great uh, Hazrat and Allama, I'll tell you you are a double Allama. So that time is very easy now. Somebody praises us to give him, no, you even better than me too. Because you make me good already, so I'm fine. What harm it does me to make you also good? But somebody says that you are this and that, they run us down. And at that time, then to still be under control, to maintain one's composure, to still say something positive to that person, that is the occasion of akhlaq. And a person is tested. Without tests, that's why everything can go. So under the situation where a person is being tested, he's being provoked, and he still maintains the limits of Sharia and deen, and in that limits he adopts the higher level of akhlaq, then now he's giving a lot. In the father of Allah Ta'ala, he'll receive a lot also. To the extent he gives, and the thing most difficult to give is to submit to akhlaq, to have the correct akhlaq, to avoid those things which take a person away from the dictates of akhlaq. Sometimes in some person's tabiyat will just be now to just always create some kind of situation. Some people in their tabiyat is there. If everything is peaceful, they just cannot be at peace. So it happens. Two people, some people are traveling in a train. So now both are sitting next to each other. They came and occupied the same double seat. So now both are saying this to each other. After a while now one person suddenly said, I'm feeling very hot here. Open the window. So after about a minute, this other person said, I'm feeling very cold, he closed the window. So after another minute passed, this person said, I'm feeling very hot, he opened the window. So again after another minute, this person closed the window, so this carried on half a dozen times. So now when they started becoming even now, the time duration started, first it was maybe five minutes apart, then it came three minutes apart, now every 30 seconds now they open and close it. So one third person was sitting there, he said, please now don't worry about it, there's no glass in this window also. 
Het is een vreemde, de opening kost is een vreemde. But that didn't matter that the opening was in the frame. They had to make some, some demand, some, or some problem somewhere. Because everything was quiet and peaceful, and there's no peace. Everything is quiet and peaceful is too boring. There has to be some drama. So now even that, uh, they didn't even look properly to see that what's the difference when that thing is open or closed, only a frame there. There's no window, there's no glass there. So the canyon opening and closing because that mindset is like that. So the thing is that a person now, at that time, one is if there's no glass there, it doesn't matter, but even if there's a glass, what is the dictates of akhlaq now? How does a person now conduct himself? So this is where the real test comes, and this is the emotions, and the time to give for Allah. When a person gives in this way, that's why this hadith, how many times we discuss, but one just cannot get amazed enough when one ponders of how this all links up. That the hadith of the Prophet says, the weightiest thing on the day of judgment, in the scale of good deeds, is khuluqun hasan, min khuluqin hasan. There's nothing weightier than good akhlaq. There's nothing weightier, so big, big things here, such great amal, and the weightiest thing akhlaq, because akhlaq is the most difficult thing also. And when a person undertakes that akhlaq, he's giving a lot to Allah. Though whatever we give is nothing really. The person gave his life also. That life came from where? That life to us from Allah Ta'ala. So even if he gave his life to Allah Ta'ala, what achievement is it? The reality is that even in giving his life, he hasn't fulfilled the right of Allah Ta'ala. He gave everything away to, yet he hasn't fulfilled the right of Allah Ta'ala. What really has he given? If you've given in some to some emotions, given into given away some things that were distracting us, we sacrifice those emotions, we sacrifice those temptations. Really what we gave. Allah Ta'ala's ni'mats are pouring every second on us, countless ni'mats, in return what we gave. But Allah Ta'ala is shakur, most appreciative. Those little efforts we make, broken efforts, those efforts that can't even be called efforts. But for those little things, Allah Ta'ala gives a great deal. Allah Ta'ala gives limitless. But this is the direction that we have to focus in. When a person keeps reflecting upon this, pondering over it, and this is the thing that many a times, there will be a lot of things that we will discuss, we will hear, we will speak, but the important thing is to then reflect upon it, to digest it. If a person doesn't digest it, then it just flushes out of the system. To digest it. And when he's digested it, now it starts benefiting all the limbs. It benefits the eyes, it benefits the ears, it benefits the hands, it benefits the feet because it's digested. Now it's running through every vein. But a person's system is something is a problem, so he's eating, whatever he's eating, he's just rushing out, it hasn't benefited in many ways. So likewise, we hear many things, we discuss many things, we speak many things. But to sit and digest it then, to reflect upon it, think about it, what was said, what was discussed, how does it apply to me, what am I supposed to be doing, how do I now move forward on this, and to digest it, to make dua for Allah Ta'ala. Allah, you give me the tawfiq to do that which is required of me. Give me the tawfiq of doing those things that bring me closer to you. Now when this will be reflected upon, this thinking, this pondering over it, digesting it, now it will start flowing into every vein of our being. Now it will flow through the veins of akhlaq. 
and it will flow through the veins of Muhammad and Mu'asharat and in the time of Salah it will flow through the veins of Ibadat and through everything of me. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me an all of us tawfiq. Allah ta'ala make us those servants of His. Allah ta'ala is pleased with at all times. Allah ta'ala grant us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning. Wa akhir da'wa